Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. From the fury of the Northmen, O Lord, deliver us, would have been a common prayer to fall from the lips of a late ninth-century Irish monk. Indeed, from the 793 raid on Lindisfarne, to the 845 sack of Paris, to the 980 discovery of Greenland, and beyond, for an age the Vikings fought harder and sailed farther than anyone, exploring, pillaging, and settling the lands of northern and western Europe, as well as the islands of the North Atlantic. It has been nearly 1,000 years since the Vikings carried out their last raids on the Christian kingdoms of Europe, and still, they continue to fascinate us. From hit TV shows to comic book characters, the Vikings and their gods are still very much a part of our world. Yet the Vikings are often a people defined through the terrified eyes of their victims and reduced to the basest caricatures. However, the Norse were so much more than just bloodthirsty savages, as the monks who chronicled their raids have portrayed them. They had a vibrant culture of their own, and Noah Tetzner, in his History of the Vikings podcast, is determined to weave together his subjects' legendary stories, vibrant myths, and rich history in order to tell the history of the Vikings from their perspective, rather than just as the savage demons of some priest's nightmare. So please join me now in welcoming Noah Tetzner to The Exchange. Hi, Noah. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me on. I'm very glad to have you. So, Noah, you know, I've been looking forward to this uh, for many reasons that we'll talk about. Um, but listening to your podcast, The History of the Vikings, has really brought back to me a, a lot of memories uh, of how much I loved these stories growing up. And suddenly now, through your podcast, I'm recalling things that I'd completely forgotten about. Like how much my dad loved the old 50s movies with uh, Kirk Douglas. Uh, this wonderful illustrated Norse mythology book my third grade teacher read us. And it's really been a trip for me. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, do you also have this long-standing fascination with Vikings in your background? 
Oh, absolutely, Tom. You know, I've always uh, been a huge history buff uh, growing up my whole life. I've always loved history, and I've always been particularly interested in the Napoleonic era, um, ironically. But but I recently, um, earlier last year, discovered uh, the Vikings and uh, discovered the Norse myths and the, the primary sources where we get the Norse myths from, the um, old Icelandic texts and um, the various Eddas and the prose Edda and the poetic Edda. And I just found myself so enamored by these, these myths and, you know, um, the characters of Norse mythology, uh, Thor, Odin and Loki and Mm -hmm. the events of Ragnarok are things that are um, known by a lot of Americans by name because of the Marvel comics and the more recent uh, Marvel movies. But when you study the Norse myths, it's fascinating to be able to see that the characters of Thor, Odin, and Loki um, are nothing like they are in Norse myth when uh, <laughs> you know, and how Marvel portrays them. So <laughs> Believe it or not, they're not some type of space alien. <laughs> exactly. No, but uh, I've, always, I've always loved Norse mythology. Uh, I just, yeah, I continuously, regularly, I'm always uh, enamored by the Norse myths as I research them and read the original sources when uh, writing my podcast episodes about them. But yeah, I've always, I've always quite liked the Vikings and always, always loved Norse mythology. Great. You know, I, I always like drilling down into people's motivations. Um, it's sort of a, a running gag in podcasting that anybody can start a podcast. And uh, I mean, that's not entirely untrue. You know, there's there's no vetting process. Uh, whatever technical hurdles actually exist are pretty easy to overcome just by Googling around. But producing infotainment podcasts, uh, such as Ben Jacobs uh, calls nonfiction, especially history podcasts, uh, is a lot of hard work. And you have to really be passionate about the project, I find, that you're working on. You know, it's not as easy as uh, some of the pop culture podcasts who four guys just uh, switch on a mic and talk for 20 minutes and call it a show. Right. So I want to know what gave you the the motivation to take that leap into this sort of podcasting. Obviously, you have the interest in Vikings and Viking culture, but was there some other thing driving you? Um. Well, you know, I've I've um. I started this show, The History of Vikings. It's only about a month old, so it's a fairly new show. But uh, um, thankfully, it's it's really I've really hit the ground running, and a lot of people have taken taken interest into it. So that's been great to see. But you know, if podcasting has been uh, something that I've thought about quite a lot because uh, I started listening to podcasts uh, with my dad. Actually, just various um, business related shows and a uh, few political shows, and certainly history podcasts as well. Um, starting probably like five years ago, and that had always been something that I had wanted to do is to start a podcast. And uh, ironically, I uh, when I attempted to start a podcast, I thought I was going to do politics, but mm-hmm. uh, naturally that didn't happen uh, simply because I, I um, really evaluated myself there and uh, I found history to be my true passion. That and I just thought, I thought it more beneficial to people if we um, dwell upon the positive things of the past. And I really wanted to um, recreate the, the stories and retell the, the Norse myths and um, these, you know, these legendary stories that have enamored this um, culture of people known as the Vikings. So I really wanted to do that. But other than just uh, a deep passion for history and a deep passion for the Norse myths and for Vikings, um, that's 
my primary motivation for starting a podcast as well as, uh, and I guess this is rather selfish, but uh, I have uh, quite a few guests on my show and will continue to have guests and um, myself growing up, you know, um, not playing sports, being kind of a geek, uh, you know, watching BBC history documentaries all summer long. Um, these historians and these authors are really people that I have looked up to across the span of my childhood and, and even now. So I really wanted to have the opportunity to get to meet some of those people and uh, get them on my show and have a conversation with them. So that's been really exciting. But no, I would say my primary motivation for for starting the show is just that, a, a deep passion for history and uh, really um, to create something that I can connect with like-minded um, history lovers, if you will. Gotcha. Now you're from the Green Bay area? Yes. Okay. So do you get any flack then for, uh, you know, living in Packers country and uh, promoting Viking stuff? <laughs> um, that has come up once or twice. Yeah. Ironically, there is. A- really? It was a total joke. <laughs> no, no. There, ironically, there is a sort of irony in that that's come up. Uh, one or two people on Twitter have um, teased me about that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, all joking aside, though, uh, you know, were you at all intimidated to take on a topic uh, like the Vikings, which I, it's not really been addressed much directly in its own right, but some some big name podcasters uh, have addressed it indirectly, like David Crowther, History of England, where the Vikings are a big antagonist for for a great portion of the story. Um, you know. Starting the podcast, I would say that I was not intimidated because history has always been something that has come uh, rather naturally uh, to me. And uh, I've always loved writing and I've always loved uh, talking about history with people. And unfortunately, in the Green Bay area, there's not too many people that are willing to talk history with you. So being able to start this podcast, I mean, no, it wasn't really intimidating for me. I mean, it is it is. It's an interesting it is an interesting topic because like you said um quite a few notable podcasts have covered uh, Vikings in various episodes but there there's only like one or two out there um that actually dwell upon the subject um by itself so but I think it's something worth talking about I think these these people uh that we know today as the Vikings uh I think it's they're worthy of having their own history podcast dedicated to them. You know, they're great discoveries of, um, and explorations, you know, they founded massive trading networks. They discovered North America. Uh, they revolutionized the way that, that we build ships and their mythology and sort of folklore is still very much with us today. So I think they're, they're certainly worthy of that. Uh, I think I would agree for sure. And I, I think that is, uh, something a distinction for your podcast that I I, I want to highlight because I think just the the title history of Vikings almost sells what you're doing short a little bit because um, one of the cool things you do is you incorporate the stories of Norse mythology uh, into your show uh, for instance uh, the the death of Baldur which uh, like I said I remember was just so great growing up I was obsessed with it you know what was it the the ivy on the gates that, uh, that no one thought to make promise not to hurt him like that that's great how important in your opinion is it for your listeners to hear the Vikings own stories do you think if they're going to have an understanding of say the Vikings worldview yeah that's a really interesting uh, really interesting question and I would say that it is crucial because uh, I've said before in some of my podcast episodes uh, 
to understand the Vikings is to understand the mythos and the and their mythology and the gods they worshipped. You know, although it's sort of unknown and we don't know um, that much as to how the Vikings actually went about worshiping their gods. You know, we sort of have some hints. Um, mm-hmm. There might have been some element of um, animal sacrifice, as well as there have been little pendants and um, little idols of the gods Freyr and and Odin, as well as um, other gods and they've certainly been depicted on on the runestones as well. You know, I think that I think that it's crucial in understanding them because the the Norse gods were ever present in the Vikings lives, you know. Upon my uh, you know, research I've really discovered, you know, like uh the northern lights, you know, the auroras which are um very visible at nighttime sometimes in in the Scandinavian countries. Uh the Vikings actually believed those to be the reflections of the shields and armor and swords of the Valkyries. And of course, those are the um female uh warrior shield maidens um of odin as well as uh if there would be you know ravens those could very well be one of the two ravens of odin that he uses to survey uh the events of of our world midgard that is our world earth Mm -hmm. you know so i think um i think they were ever present in the vikings lives so i think it is very crucial to understand norse mythology and in understanding norse mythology you you really do get a better understanding for the Vikings. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, because the the counterpoint is most of the the historical record that we have actually comes from their victims, right? Uh, from from frightened uh, monks, and obviously you're gonna have a very uh, a very stilted view of Vikings if you're just relying on other European sources. Is there anything we have directly from the Vikings besides these that help us understand them? You know, uh, so there's. As far as the the Vikings themselves, not necessarily the the Norse myths, um, the, what we know about the Vikings, and unfortunately we do know very little about the Vikings. Most of what we know about the Vikings, we are indeed balancing between the information we have from the Anglo-Saxons and the victims of the Vikings and the and the monks who wrote down the events of the raids on their monasteries and the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. We're very much balancing that between our archaeological finds. There's been, fortunately, um, over a thousand Viking burials found, so we can really get a, a good idea of what sort of tools they were using, what sort of foods they ate. 
So it's it's very much a balance between archaeology and the texts and um, writings of their victims. As far as the the Vikings themselves, they didn't really write things down in the way that we understand mm-hmm. today. They and I would have to do more research on this. I'm not an expert on rune stones, but there have been various stones with certain um, symbols carved on them, depicting some of the Norse myths, and as well as depicting um, various occurrences in in uh, viking life but uh yeah that's primarily how we know the vikings yeah because i i think we all have a certain image in mind uh you know when we think of of vikings and and for me right now where i am in my life uh it's uh, stoic the vast from how to train your dragon <laughs> uh something my daughter's really into but uh but who exactly were the vikings and and what drove them to this amazing th- almost 300 year run of raiding exploring and warfare so the vikings um first of all let me just start by saying i'm sure uh, many of our listeners are familiar with the enduring image of the vikings as these fearless warriors and this this warlike people of barbarians who <clears throat> dressed in blood-stained leather tunics and left their hair unkept and uh mm-hmm. you know would drink mead from the the skulls of their enemies but that is indeed um a very false false narrative you know the vikings obviously didn't have horned helmets or or anything else like that and the um infamous two-headed axe the two-headed viking battle axe um is sort of a a myth as well they were much more fond of um spears and swords spears being the primary weapon of the vikings but i think the vikings were very much an agricultural people as were most of the um people of europe and the world for that matter at the time of the middle ages as much as the Vikings were these these warriors and um, these explorers and these traders, and certainly they would not hesitate to um, take up arms and uh, go raid a nearby monastery if it meant benefiting themselves with with the wealth there. But I think that the Vikings really um, were able to live a lifestyle that encompassed both elements of of that sort of um, a raiding lifestyle and a warrior lifestyle. Um, equally paired with a more agricultural lifestyle, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say that's who the Vikings were. They were primarily an agricultural people um, concerned with putting foods on the table, you know, um, maintaining family honor, having lots of children, because unfortunately the child uh, death rates were so high at the time, you know, right. making clothing, making ships. Um, and in this is sort of a side note, but I might add when talking about the Vikings, it is rather important to mention that the women folk of the Vikings, right? The Viking women um, were very much unlike the other women of Europe at the time in that they had um, quite a lot of rights. They were able to sue for divorce. They were able to own property. Um, they were managers of the household and were able to command the the, the uh, slaves. And the Viking word for slave is, of course, thrall. And uh Women of other European uh, factions at the time weren't able to do that. Uh, women were solely in charge of the production of cloth, <clears throat> which, you know, there was, of course, no plastic during the Viking Age, and metal would have been expensive and difficult to make. So cloth was very much the plastic of the Middle Ages. So I think that's who the Vikings were. Um Although women did not have, you know, 100% equal rights to that of of men, um, Viking women and Viking right. men were very much concerned with raising families and just sort of living everyday life, I would think. Yeah. I mean, it's like saying that Spartan women had equal rights to men. Not quite true. They were well-situated compared to 
the rest of the Greeks, as you know, you say that Viking women are well situated comparatively to the rest of Europeans. Yes. Um, but that's a very interesting observation, though. Now, I think something else about your podcast that I like is unlike other strictly historical treatments, you're willing to engage in explorations of pop culture as it relates to your subject. We, we sort of uh, touched on this a little earlier, but one of your episodes, you uh, you get into the video game Total Wars, Treatment of yes. the Viking Age. And uh, very recently, you spoke with an author of a book series on a Viking king of Norway. So do you plan on expanding this? Do you plan on bringing in uh, other types of pop culture into the conversation, like the Vikings TV show or The Last Kingdom, or as you mentioned, Marvel earlier, like Thor himself? Um, Yeah, I think I would consider it. And one thing I do when bringing in elements of pop culture and the Vikings and how they're portrayed in pop culture into my podcast is I do really strive for historical accuracy. And, you know, I wouldn't have let that author on had had I not read his book um, already, and he was nice enough to send me a free copy. Mm. And it was very well researched and uh, excellent in terms of historical accuracy. And in the um, Total War game, it's a computer game, Thrones of Britannia, takes place during the Viking Age. It, they actually hire, you know, historical consultants, historians to have on on the team. It's always nice when you can get one of those free books, right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, I kind of want to talk about how Vikings are infiltrating not infiltrating that sounds uh <laughs> that sounds bad but uh how how they're uh really being infused into uh pop culture right now as you you've seen several examples so my i have a working theory that's basically since the 50s you, when you see james dean there's been this increasingly influential vein within society of people who want to root for rebels and rule breakers, you know, people who are willing to throw off the yoke of tradition to be free. And, and I think that's why we see romanticism of groups like the outlaw biker gangs or, uh, you know, the swashbuckling pirates of the 17th and 18th centuries. And I think to an extent, Vikings, as I say, this is at least what I think. What are your thoughts? You know, Tom, that's a, a very interesting theory and I think I I think I would have to agree with you on that. I think there is this sort of romanticism around um, rebellion and you know rule breaking and we see that in you know the pirates, the vikings, um I'm trying to think of other examples, but but it's very much present. So I think that's an an interesting theory, but you know again, going back to who the vikings really were, they were warriors and they were raiders but they weren't really rebels um they weren't really rebelling against any sort of um status quo they weren't really rebelling against um the norm that was christianity you know there's not really any evidence for their raids being motivated by their paganistic beliefs and um trying to honor the gods although i'm sure right. the gods were honored in their um in their <laughs> raids but but yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a fair um, analysis. I would have to agree with you. And I was talking to a fellow Viking podcaster host, uh, Angus, of the show North by Northwest, a Viking history podcast, and uh, we were talking about that same thing. You know, why is it that Vikings are so popular these days? And there's all there's always been this fascination with. Um, various people groups from the past. You know, a lot of people aren't uh, satisfied with 
modern life. So, you know, it goes back to the Victorians attending balls dressed as um, the ancient Greeks and Romans. And I think uh, a lot of people are trying to recreate that more simpler Viking life nowadays, at least the ones who have done the research and understand who the Vikings really are. Sort of search for authenticity in an overly materialistic world, if we want to get meta for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that jives with my view quite a bit. That's that's good to know that I'm not out on a limb by myself. Yeah. I think as we're reaching sort of the end of, of our talk here, that I wonder if you would wax philosophical for me about what you think the the relevant legacy of the Vikings and the Viking Age is what is what do they mean to the modern world you know what what do you think we should be taking from them yeah no that's a really a real i like that question that's that's really deep and i've i haven't thought about it enough but uh, thank you for bringing it up you know um i think what we should take away from the vikings are um i think we should just celebrate this fascinating people that's uh, what my podcast is is dedicated to do uh, my podcast is dedicated to rediscovering the lost uh, stories and the lost history of one of history's most legendary people. And, you know, I think that the fact that they were warriors is something that should be celebrated. Uh, these remarkable raids they went on um, are really quite fascinating, especially from a um, military history um, perspective, you know, a tactical perspective. But I'm actually in the process of writing a book about the Vikings, which uh, I plan on uh, hopefully it'll be done by by this summer sometime, uh, and, it's, and it's going to be called Viking Life. And it's just um, the book. The premise of the book is looking at the Vikings apart from being raiders, uh, celebrating the um, simple yet fascinating everyday life of the Vikings. You know how they went about raising right. families, how honor was incorporated into their lifestyles. Um, you know what kind of clothing did they wear? What kind of food did they eat? The traditions, the games that they played, the the customs. So I think that um, their legacy as just being this um, remarkable people should uh, be is something to be celebrated. You know, I'm I'm all for reliving history and honoring various peoples in history, but I, I think they are one for the books. Well, Noah, it was great talking to you today. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts and your expertise and your passion uh, for the Age of Vikings. Uh, do you want to let people know where they can find your show? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me, Tom. It was it was a real pleasure to be here. But you guys can find my show. Uh, it's called The History of Vikings, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, iTunes, of course, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, or you can uh, visit my website, and that's uh, uh, www.thehistoryofvikings.com. Any social media presence? Um, yeah, just Twitter. Just Twitter at uh, History of Viking. Sounds good. Uh, I would certainly encourage everyone listening to this to go check that out. Uh, it's a great show, and I, I think everyone will enjoy it. All right, Noah. Well, again, thanks for coming by, and have a great day. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.